It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. What kind of a song is this for Mother's Day? I think this is a, a song for you, Curtis, because you've got multiple mothers in your life. You've got your obviously your mother who birthed you, as you would say. And then you've got the mothers of your three children. There's two different women in that equation. And then, of course, there's the women that you that may have Sliwa babies that we don't know of, that you don't know of, that you're not aware of. Wait a second. I thought you were talking about mothers, you know, on the track mothers. and the 80 to 1 shot, Rich Strike, uh, who won against his, all his, odds. His mother was a mother. Exactly. His brother was a mother. Right out of Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Remember when all of a sudden he's sitting in that subway car and he's hearing the two degenerate horse players yeah. giving information back and forth and he runs off to the I OPB. I got a tip. I got a tip. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that later on. That yes. was the story of yesterday, so unexpected towards the end of the day. An yes. 80 to 1 shot uh, who had no roots to uh, Churchill Downs. That's ends, right. Ends up winning. And now it's off to the Preakness, and eventually your backyard, the Belmont, the Belmont Stakes. Stakes, which is in Nassau County. And let's hope uh, that as these horses run, that they're not plagued by rain, because it's a dangerous sport to begin with when it's a dry track. Definitely. But with all the rain that we've had, it's it's like a slop at times. I, I was at a uh, a under-16 soccer game yesterday, played on turf. So, obviously, it, the game was on, even though it was a, a monsoon. Frankly, I was literally emptying the water out of my shoes to get in my car. My daughter was playing yesterday. It was uh, disgusting. Uh, I don't know what's going on here in New York. Usually it's April showers, and by May, it's beautiful. Now, yeah. hold on a second. You mean to tell me your daughter played her soccer match in the rain? Yeah. Uh, whereas my youngest son, Hunter, said they canceled his game because the turf uh, was not safe. Well, well, they might have been playing on older turf, or they were playing on a natural grass field. All the natural grass field games yesterday were canceled. You couldn't play on natural grass yesterday. You would be, you would be sliding all over the place. But uh, we were playing on a relatively new turf field uh, out at a complex uh, in central Islip, Long Island. And uh, the field was beautiful and was handling the rain fine. It was my body that wasn't handling the rain. But, see, that's the difference. That's why I keep promoting American Smash Mouth football is that they'll play in any weather other than lightning. If lightning Same is thing out with there. So- by the way, soccer is supposed to be played in any weather but lightning. And the only reason they canceled the games is because the fields wouldn't handle the, 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 the game. So my son's soccer league, Hunter's soccer league, weak. Weak that they canceled the games. Yeah, I mean, I don't not know. Not building character. Not building strength. It's probably not, not as Not building machismo. It's probably not as competitive. He's a little younger than Hope, too, right? He's like in his... Uh, by the way, I, I hope what's happening in Oregon doesn't come here because when he has to go to the little boys' room, they're not going to be putting in tampon dispensers in the men's room, are they? I, tell tell me that's not going to happen, Chris. I, 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 you know, is this is this a big problem in America that you there know, might be tampon starting in Oregon and, 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 you know, everything starts in Oregon and it, and it just way, rolls its, its way, way across the country. It really does. I, I don't think it's going to be a problem if he has to see a tampon dispenser. Oh, the poor guy. Say it's it. Like, no, no. Like, say it ain't so. I mean, considering all the bad things you've seen in your lifetime, Curtis, you think that's the worst <laughs> thing he's going to have to see, a tampon dispenser? 
But here it is, Mother's Day, and it's been raining, as Mutter, you mentioned. It's literally Mother's Day. Right. <laughs> raining, raining, raining. Yeah. And then we look across the country to Oregon, to Washington, yeah. where generally it rains all the time, or at least drizzles. It's overcast. California, New Mexico, Colorado, uh, they're in the midst of a severe drought. It's drought. Where it, the, the only way they can get any water is if they take their sweatshirt off and they just wring it, you know, for the perspiration. It is, it is amazing to me because this is now a multi-year drought. And frankly, there were multi-year droughts interrupted by a couple of years of decent weather for them. I don't know why we haven't taken this on as a major public works project, whether we build desalination plants out there on the West Coast because they're right on the Pacific Ocean or we build a pipeline from the East Coast, where we have too much water, to the West Coast, where they don't have enough. Joe Biden would say no to a pipeline. No, I want a water oh, pipeline. water, which yeah. costs more than oil. In California, not New you, you York. In New York, they're giving it away. In California, <laughs> you know, your, your water bill out on Long Island is like 25 cents a month for whatever you want to do. And in California, uh, yeah, oil is, is, is almost worth what oil is. But, I mean, that is a brilliant idea, a pipeline for water all through the contiguous uh, 48 states. We should have a system to move water around the country because, you know, you never know when the East Coast is going to have a drought. Now, granted, a lot of uh, East Coast water comes out of the ground, aquifers. They don't really have that system out in Florida because, of course, of the drought situations that have persisted. And it's basically a desert. Well, you know something? You can drink your water out in Long Island from the aquifer. I'd uh, rather have mine. Out of the piped water as opposed to the aquifer. No, no, no. It problems. is a piped water. Yeah. You, but it, yeah, but it yeah. comes out of the ground. Yeah, you drink it Your, and you radiate yeah, yeah. it. Night. Yours comes from Newports and it comes from a place where they just catch the rainwater. And God knows what's in that rainwater. Comes up from the Catskills and through the aqueduct, trips yes. all the way down here, Roman style. But you're right. Now, think of this. You have California that's gone through this before. Yep. It increases its population. It's now 40 million people. More people in California than in all of Canada. Right. Than in all of Canada. Yeah. By, the, by, by a significant amount. And the southern part of California, once you hit Bakersfield and you go south to San Diego and the border of Tijuana, it's desert. It really wasn't meant all to be desert. occupied. Yeah. All desert. So they don't have enough water. And you would say to yourself... This is brilliant because when I was in California organizing Guardian Angels, I'd read in the L.A. Times, San Francisco Examiner, they had concepts that they would go up and they would have tugboats bring icebergs down when icebergs, you know, there were too many icebergs. Right, right, right. Now you can't find an iceberg because of global warming, but people want to pretend there's no global warming. And they would, like, lasso it. If the Titanic was coming across today, it would not have sunk. Exactly. And they would melt down the icebergs for the fresh water because... They all get their water out of the Colorado River, and you yeah. say, how the hell are you going to survive? Which is drying up. Right. right. I mean, to the point where you look at it, and it's like it's parched. They're finding bodies in Lake Mead that were buried in barrels in, like, the 1960s. Of course. Because Lake Mead is drying up, which is where a lot of the Southwest gets their water from. So let's uh, let's extrapolate on this because we want to give you full credit for this, Chris Hahn. Yes, yes. Uh, I know originally you said a pipeline and your colleagues on the left would have had a heart attack, <laughs> but you mean only for L'Aqua Fresh. Look, we don't do big things in this country anymore. Yeah. We don't build Hoover Dams anymore. Mm. We don't build mm. big airports anymore. We don't build interstate highway systems anymore. Why can't we have an interstate water delivery system? 
where we could pipe the water from where there is water to where there isn't water. Now, does this and mean I, it, 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 a it huge would... engineering feat, which would take, I think, would take the you know a, a significant amount of brain power in this country to develop a system that would be able to move water three thousand miles would across this, the country? Uh, would this require uh, corporate uh, signage rights, like for instance, uh, the water Poland Springs comes from Maine? Uh, so that pipeline would be the Poland Springs. If they would like to uh, contribute to the, this is, you're talking about a multi-billion, if not trillion-dollar project, right? And then to the build. Perrier, uh, <laughs> the Perrier, the California one. Forget the Perrier, right? Yeah, Calistoga, <laughs> right, the Calistoga right. pipeline. Yeah, yeah, Saratoga water, which is another brand. That's right. So yeah, Coca-Cola could do Dasani. I'm looking at a bottle right here, right but now. You would figure with all the capitalists, venture capitalists, uh, hedge funders, that they would be looking to uh, exploit that in some capacity. I, I don't understand why the country can't just come together and build this pipeline system. Well, remember, desalinization is the route to go. When I was in the Middle East... It's probably cheaper to do desalinization on the the West Coast. When I was in uh, Bahrain, Dubai, Israel, they have desalinization plants because they don't have enough water. You know, here it is. I'm a kid. I'm growing up. Reading about, oh my God. Oh, wait, wait. Jesus Christ was baptized by St. John the Baptist. The River Jordan. And I go see the River Jordan. It's a little trickle, and there's garbage, yeah, and there's flocks in the desert. The biggest war in the Middle East will be fought over not oil. Oh, yeah. Water. Oil is cheaper than water in the Middle East, by far. We're joking. It might be cheaper in California. It's not. It's cheaper in the Middle East than, 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 than water. But these countries have put their resources, because they've had to, like Israel, like Saudi Arabia, right. in desalinization plants. Now, it takes a long time to build. It's like building a nuclear power plant. Yep. But imagine you're taking all that salt water that we all agree is rising it's around everywhere. the world. It's everywhere. Take it and then all of a sudden turn it into fresh water. You could use it uh, for the it's, crops. It's not even rocket science. It's a technology that has existed for, for you know hundreds of years. I mean, we've modernized it and made it more efficient. But it, I think desalinization is probably cheaper than building a pipeline. But so, I also think that we have too much water here. Maybe we need to get rid of it. We ship it out west. Right. But think about it. It's, capital, it's capitalism, right? Supply, demand. That's what we were brought up yep. And the demand is there. We don't have the supply. So why wouldn't these hedge funds immediately pool their resources it, and develop either the pipeline, which is a, a, a quicker idea that can be uh, capitalized on, or the desalinization plants, which without which in the Middle East they would not have enough water to survive. I'll tell you, here in America, there's a lot of resistance to desalinization. They were trying to build a desalinization plant up in the Hudson Valley to take water out of the Hudson River to use. And people were just like, I don't want to drink the Hudson River water. There's, the PCBs. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a you know, there's a negative reaction to it in the United States where they don't have that in the Middle East because, well, one, they don't care about public opinion in the Middle East. But, two, they don't have any any water to get from anywhere else. And then let me take you back in the time machine in the 1960s. There was the John Birch Society that said, <laughs> you cannot put fluoride in the water. That's yeah. a communist plot. It's an attempt yeah. to take over yeah. young mush minds of Americans. Well, I, you know, it's funny. One, one of the first meetings I took as an aide to Chuck Schumer was with people who were anti Floridization, and they had the worst teeth of anybody who ever came to me. I've never, I never forgot it. I mean, it's like I was like, like, ah, these people are gonna come in. These anti-fluoridists, they, they Total literally zealots. did not. Their their teeth were falling out of their uh, out of their head. Fluoride actually is a good thing. So don't tell them that. Yeah, well, they're idiots. I mean, they claim <laughs> that that's a, a way that the communists can control the mindsets of young minds in America through fluoride. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it starts with fluoride. It's, it was a joke in a Mike Myers. Uh, thing that just came out on Netflix, and they go into this conspiracy theory bar, 
here in the city. And the guy goes, she goes, I'll just have water. He goes, with or without fluoride. She goes, uh, fluoride, please. <laughs> he goes, your funeral. <laughs> now, speaking, speaking of conspiracies, yes. I want to add to the growing conspiracy here. Okay. As you know, when all else fails on Mother's Day, Mother's Day, a uh, bouquet of flowers will save the day. Yes. Uh, even if it uh, happens to be part artificial, part real, you gotta have a few real flowers in that. You bouquet. gotta get some real flowers. No, no, not the nylon type, you know. No, and don't steal them from a gravesite. So last week, all of a sudden, there are global headlines. There is a flower shortage. Particularly of roses and white flowers. <laughs> Any flower you would normally give your mom for Mother's Day, there's a shortage of, so we're going to charge you double. Well, for give it. me an example. <laughs> the average price of a stem for a rose, just yes. an average rose, a buck fifty went up to three. Uh, the white flowers, which are always in demand for settings, so for like weddings, yep, yep. Uh, you know, you're coming to an engagement, you got to have the white flowers there. They doubled the price. And then all of a sudden, the wholesalers said, we don't have enough flowers, so we've got to raise our rates. And the retailers said, yes, and that means it trickles down to us. So people have been scurrying around trying to find flowers for Mother's Day. I got to tell you, I had no problems out on the island finding flowers. Well, that's because you were probably uh, jumping over fences, going into people's backyards. No, I, I, I literally went shopping at the big box store. Uh, yesterday, a big box store. I won't name the name. Wait a of second, the you one. didn't go to a mom and pop local retail uh, I, I establishment. I get my bulk items, my cereal, oh, my sodas. Oh yeah, you're killing you. Uh, you and Amazon my, are killing my potato chips. the mom and pop shops across America. Look, if the mom and pop, here's my my advice to mom and pop stores. Yes, charge the same. Offer me the same big old oh boxes of things, God. and I'll go there. How the hell Be can... open as long and as late, and I'll shop there. How can they I'm compete? I'm all for small business. I like I like going to small business, but I also like to be able to go when I want to go. And I don't like, you know, it's funny because there's this place I wanted to go to buy uh, some snack items, banana chips, things like that. And I went there the other day. They closed at 5 o'clock. How does, how does anybody get to them at 5 o'clock? Look at you. It's all about you, Chris. It's not us and we. Uh, I it's am not the a customer. global community. I, I am the customer. I am always Well, right. let me tell you. I was the first to repurpose gifts. Yeah. I was the one who went into the Canarsie Cemetery, the only <laughs> secular cemetery in all of New York City. How did I know you, you would have a story? And would clean off the flowers from the grave sites before they would be tossed in the back. You know, every Tuesday they remove the flowers. And I would put it in butcher paper because I was delivering meat for my uncle Jimmy Scavone at the time. Why would they put them in, why would they remove them on Tuesday? Well, because it had lasted like four or five days. Right, That's right, it. Right. They okay. begin to wilt. Okay. It's a problem. People they don't f- go to the funeral. They don't go to grave sites on Tuesday? Yeah, they do, but they have a process. Right. So I would go be- to the grave sites the day before they would remove them, and I'd scoop up a bunch of different flowers. I'd put them into a bouquet, wrap it in paper, bring it to my mother, and she goes, oh, you're such a wonderful son. Because <laughs> I was the first to repurpose gifts. Do I get any credit for that? No. I get, no, no. I get. I, I Bas- get. So basically, you were a grave rob- grave robber, to a degree. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in ancient Egypt, they would have buried no, you. No, I was re- <laughs> I was recycling the flowers because then I put them in a vase with Saint Joseph's baby aspirin in it to keep them alive for another day or two. All right. Well, we're going to do the randomizer on the other side of the break here, and we've got a lot to talk about today. The Supreme Court leak of the Roe v. Wade decision is going to be very interesting to discuss. The randomizer, of course, the about face of the week. Chris Hahn, Curtis Sliwa, we'll be right back. It's the left versus the right. (laughs) 
It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Oh, random song for randomizer segment, Curtis. Our, our producer is going to give us a random set of topics that neither one of us have seen. Are they in a hermetically sealed envelope? They are in a hermetically sealed envelope. The accountants here at uh, our flagship station have sealed them and made them available. So I think it's time to go to the randomizer. The left versus the right presents the randomizer. All right. First topic on the randomizer today. Maine close to ridding license plates of obscenities. Maine, an obscenity. Well, I know for you that would be Tucker Carlson since he <laughs> lives in Maine now. I, is it is obscenities on license plates such a problem that Maine needs a law for that? And what about the First Amendment? If I want to say F you, you know, Curtis on my license plate, can I just do that? As long as you don't disparage the moose. <laughs> I'm for that. Rocky J, Squirrel Right, and yeah. Boinkle Moose. Great job, Maine legislature. You know, keep up on the very important topics. Go ahead. Heinz unveils HM sauce and salad queen to mark platinum jubilee. HN sauce. What's that? HM mm. sauce. HM. Her Majesty. Oh, Heinz has a. So I, I think that's what Queen Elizabeth wanted. She wanted a special ketchup. Wait Just, a minute. You said the Queen? Wait a second. I thought that was John Kerry's wife. She always thought that she was going to be well, the First Lady of the United she States. She was the Queen of Ketchup. She uh, invested, what, tens of millions of dollars yeah, in but, John Kerry's campaign? Yeah, but what is that to the Heinz ketchup fortune? I mean, think about how much ketchup is used in this country. Does this have to do with royalty and the Queen? That's why we had you know, a revolution. You kind of look like a ketchup bottle when you, when you think about it. You're getting in your old age. You're starting to look a little bit like a bottle of ketchup. Really? Big red the hat red beret, the red jacket. Red jacket. Yeah, jacket. Yeah, Oofa <laughs> to that. I don't like Heinz to begin with. Go ahead. Next. You're a right. guy? Man who grew penis on arm wants to date Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, no, I saw that story in England. Boy, this guy was a trooper. He became impotent. He didn't have his three-piece set. So he said, graft it on my arm. And he'd go into every gin mill, you know, every pub there, and he'd say, you want you want to see my manhood? Wait a minute. And he didn't have to whip it out. Wait, wait a minute. So does he still have the penis on his arm? No, no, no. It's actually been surgically transplanted below the navel. Oh, I guess he is a true coxman, as they would say. Oh. And uh, Kate Beckinsale is literally one of the – she's number one on my list. I love Kate Beckinsale. She's – most people don't. I do. I think she's great. So, Kate, if you're listening, you know, call me. Go ahead. <laughs> Travis Scott gives first public appearance since Astroworld tragedy and performance. Was he smoking a blunt or not? Was he in a drug-induced psychosis? Where was Drake? Was Drake at his side? No, Drake was at the Kentucky Derby. I saw him and said, what the hell are you doing there? You should be with Travis Scott, your homeboy. There you go. I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I guess Travis Scott, I mean, I don't think Travis Scott was personally responsible for planning the actual event. So I don't want to, you know, kill him. No, he, uh, he's uh, plant-based. He's he loves to smoke that herb. Yeah, or maybe he's a vegan. Smokes those blunts like there's no tomorrow. Remember, if you say Travis Scott, I say Drake. There's no separating of the two, and yet he was at Churchill Downs. Curtis of running Lee, out of Chris, I'm, we'll be back. Kate, I'm available. It's the left versus the right. Debate. Heavyweight slugfest. I went to 
This is your music, man. This ain't mine. This is like 1970s. This you hanging out on Queens Boulevard at some... This is uh, the new cool in the gang as opposed to the old cool in the gang from Jersey City, which I loved until I found out they were followers of Screwy Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> and see, that's the problem you have. You love the music, but you hate the politics. But you know, inevitably, if it's good music, you continue to listen to the music. Right. That's the thing about music. Although, like, it's kind of funny. Like, I... Used to love Bill Cosby's comedy. I thought Bill Cosby himself was one of the all-time greatest stand-up hours ever performed. The storytelling, funny, heartwarming. I can't watch it. Can't watch it anymore. Can't bring myself to watch the Cosby show. Anything the guy did, because I know who he is now. It drives me nuts. Well, let's face it. If he were on the stage now, uh, forget Dave Chappelle. There'd be uh, people bum-rushing him. On the stage. You'd be a lot of fathers of the women he drugged and, you know, husbands of the women he drugged bum-rushing the stage, yeah. But but anyway, on a day uh, today, which is Mother's Day, we see that there were groups uh, who were passing in front of uh, uh, United States Supreme Court Justice Holmes uh, in the uh, greater Washington uh, metro area. Uh, There were protests outside of some churches, all as a result of what dropped like a bombshell. Yeah. Uh, a leaked report of a majority opinion that was going to come out on Roe v. Wade by the United States Supreme Court Justice Alito, uh, who was the uh, the author of it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, immediately, it's like nothing else mattered. The Ukraine didn't matter. Inflation didn't matter. It's a bombshell, right? I mean, I think we were all – you and I have talked about this. I have been expecting this in June. I was not expecting it on Monday night. I was watching Ozark with my wife, and she said, look at your phone. Next thing I know, I'm shaving and getting ready to go on television. Ozark. Yeah, it's a great show Is that the show about Bill Clinton, the Ozark Mountain? (laughs) No, it's it's a show about a guy who gets mixed up in the the Mexican cartel. Oh, oh, money laundering. laundering Money money. laundering. It is. If you have not watched Ozark, watch it. It's done now. I've watched all the episodes. Um, I never, it never got bad. Never jumped the shark. It was fantastic. You know, we can't wait uh, in future programs. We got to talk about Trump wanting to bomb the Sonola cartel and then claim that the United States had nothing I mean, to do with it. I'm all on board with that. I'm all on board with that. It's amazing to me that this is a week where that doesn't even make it into our rundown. That's how much stuff has gone on this week. I know, week. but they said that's crazy. And I said, no, that's great. No, we should have done that. It, it, it's insane is what it was. Well, we'll, we'll, do, we'll yeah. save that. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we'll save that for another show. We yes. can talk about how Trump was insane. And, you know, maybe we'll talk about it when we talk about Rudy later on. So, so. Here we have a week. We have this decision comes out. It's leaked from the Supreme Court, unprecedented. And we'll talk about why it was leaked later on in the show. But let's talk about the substance of the opinion. I anyway, this is uh, on the level of the Pentagon Papers. Remember how that was leaked? Boom. Yeah. You know, it's sort of, who? Who? And we'll discuss that later. We'll discuss it later. Who yeah. leaked this? We'll, we'll find you, my little We pretty. will discuss it later. But, uh, but the opinion itself hmm. sent shockwaves and is, I think, going to change the electoral landscape in 2022. Now, I don't think it brings the Democrats all the way back. I think that, you know, $5 a gallon gas, the midterm curse for an incumbent president's party are all working against the Democrats. This would be the equivalent of Surfer Boy waiting for that tsunami he dreamed of, and now it's just a big wave. It's a, well, no, it's not a big wave. It's a small wave. They win the House. They don't take the Senate. They don't win the House by a huge margin, which is a problem for Kevin McCarthy because he's got a wacky caucus that doesn't want him to be speaker. And I've been saying this to you forever. He will not be speaker. This makes it even less likely that he will be speaker because what happens is, look, what motivates people to vote more than anything else? Passion. 
anger. Yeah, but it's, fear it's got to be anger. passion. Yeah, passion, right? passion, fear, anger. Yeah, but it's but but the passion is always on the more fr- more afraid, more angry. Yes, you can't get people to come out and vote because you passed a good infrastructure bill. Joe Biden built a desalination plant in California. That's not going to get people out to vote. Anger gets them out to vote. Democrats need to take this and they need to harvest that anger into votes in 2022. And I think that could save them the Senate because the Senate is very relevant to this debate. Appointments of Supreme Court justices. If you want Joe Biden to have a chance to appoint justices to the Supreme Court that will undo this decision, you better vote for Democrats in the Senate. And that's going to be a very important message. Did you say uh, to give President Joe Biden a chance to pack the court? Is that what you said? I didn't quite. No, no. Appoint justices. Let's say. That's part of the movement. Let's say Justice Alito chokes on a chicken bone sometime in January of next year. It wouldn't matter. Mitch McConnell will block any attempt for Joe Biden to appoint his replacement, even if it happens on January 2nd. 2023 with two years left in the presidential term. He will block that. Now, you know, the happiest politician over this was not saying he knew anything about it. Your former boss, Chuck Schumer, uh, he was not only angry, he was fired up, but he was saying, I can stay the majority leader now because that's minority leader. That's it. I would have had no more juice. I Well, the minority leader in the Senate does have juice. I know, but not to the extent, not to the of, the extent of the majority leader. No, of course not. Um, it's always better to be in the majority than not to be in the majority. But I think the Democrats are going to come back with 52 senators um, in the fall. And this being the linchpin this issue. This is the linchpin issue for that. Well, and I think that the Republicans will take the House of Representatives, but it won't be a 70-vote right, swing. But I, I Maybe would a agree that swing. this gives the Democrats who were falling and they couldn't get up. They needed yeah. life alert politically. They, I'm falling this was the life alert. But they hit that button, <laughs> yeah. and people are coming now. I mean, look, there were rallies yesterday in the rain all over this, yeah, this but city I, I and think, state. Remember, it goes back to the Clinton strategy, the suburban mom. Yeah. Uh, the suburban mom is always up for grabs. It's what elected Trump the first time against Hillary. Everyone was shocked. Oh, my God. Look at he, he won suburban moms. And then he got trounced because he lost suburban moms. Right. And this is the kind of an issue where if you're a suburban mom out there, you may determine that that's, that's, that's well, going to make Joe, your choice. And Joe Biden has been bleeding support among people under the age of 40. Okay. This brings those people under the age of 40 who have grown up with always having this this right, right? Choice was a right in America until it, it's, it will no longer be a, a right in June when the Supreme Court announces this decision. This gets those people out to vote. All right, and they're going to vote Democratic. I have a political vertical here because, as you know, having gone through a mayoral campaign, yes. uh, I was supporting the group My Body, My Choice. My Body, My Choice. Most of them were libertarians, Republicans, conservatives, right. or independents. My body, my choice. Now, the uh, pro-choice uh, group is saying, my body, my choice. What yeah, does so, the my so, body, my choice now I, group I, I know, say to that? I know the whiny little babies who were you know, upset about having to wear a mask inside during COVID felt that that you know, minor inconvenience was an assault on their actual rights. Well, it was it more the vaccine. It was but, more you know, the vaccine. T- tell, me, tell me, though, you know, a woman now is going to be forced— if she was raped by her father to carry a child for nine months, which could in fact kill her. Right. But it is a daily reminder. And then there'll be a living soul that will remind this woman of the rape that she took. You know, look, you might not think abortion is murder or you might think it is murder, but why should the state 
tell you what that is. And that is the instance here. Well, and as for, as for vaccine mandates, vaccine mandates were never put on you uh, as a citizen. As a citizen, you didn't have to get a vaccine. But I, you I, just couldn't do certain things. I think in the, uh, in the interim period of a half century, 50 years of Roe v. Right. Wade, other arguments have come into the discussion about abortion, and that is uh, partial birth, late-term abortion. Yeah. It really wasn't discussed well, well, initially with like Roe v. Wade. like to talk about the you know, less than 1% of cases where there's a late-term abortion. And late-term abortions are almost exclusively done to save a woman's life. They are very rare. Think about think about a late-term abortion. You've, had, you've been carrying this baby now for almost nine months, right? And now you have to have what they call a partial birth abortion. You have to make that decision because you are weighing your own life versus the life of that child. And that is a very difficult decision for a woman to make. But that's not a decision the state should make. Right. But I think you would have to acknowledge – I'll never forget that scene in the state legislative body, New York State. Andrew uh, Cuomo presiding as the governor then. And they were talking about late-term abortion, uh, partial birth abortion, and everybody got up and cheered. As opposed to, you know, understanding they won that part of the debate – but, you know, the optics were not good. So that fired up the other uh, again, side. Again, again, I think it's a red herring argument. I think late-term abortion, partial birth abortion is a red herring argument. They are less than 1% of the abortions that are, con- right, that are but, performed. But, but and they are almost exclusively – they almost are exclusively performed to save the life of the mother. And that's the only real reason they are performed in any number. All right, but let's look at the political ramifications. I look back at history and I look at both parties. Yep. And I say, uh, on the Democratic side, a guy who will be infamous until the day he dies, Joe Crowley, yeah. losing to AOC all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. A lot of people don't know that he made his bones uh, as a pro-life assemblyman in Queens. Hardcore Catholic. Came yeah. out of Power Memorial. Yeah. And then he switched. Well, he switched <laughs> because his mentor, his rabbi, Thomas Manton, who was the congressman, also the head of the Queens County Democratic Party, said, I want you to take my seat because I have prostate cancer. Right, I right, can't right. do it. They didn't even have a, a primary for that. He just it was. He never right. really had but the one election. The only way you yep. survive a challenge, you got to become pro-choice. And he took all of one day to figure that yeah. out. Uh, then the other one, probably the more noted one, was uh, Governor Casey. Couldn't figure out which Casey. There were so many cases right, running right, for office right. in Pennsylvania. Casey there right now. He lost first time, second time, third time for governor. Then he hires James Carville. Now, James Carville is working because he's a mercenary, a Hessian. You got nothing unless you got power. Right. You got to have the, power. For the pro-life uh, governor. He wins. And then it's uh, the coronation of Bill Clinton as governor. Uh, 1992, I was there at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Right, they, they're I was there, too. I was a 19-year-old runner working for the DNC. Right, and remember, they wouldn't let Casey speak. No. He had a pro-life agenda. There were some other Democrats, very small few, but they wouldn't let them speak, wouldn't let them be heard. Right. And then the flip side of that were the Republicans. Uh, this was the doozy. I'll never forget it. Ronald Reagan, right? Ronald Reagan, remember, he would be at the uh, speaking yeah, of the pro-life yeah. uh, uh, people all the time. The moment he was elected governor, I think in 67 or 68 in California, first piece of legislation he signed, liberalizing the abortion law. He was governor of California. There was nothing he could do about yeah, but the it, point right? Being it's, is... it's, people are very fluid on this issue. This became a political issue, really became a you know litmus test on both parties in the 1980s the best after one, he was president. The best one, Bush 41. Right? Bush 41 competing against Ronald Reagan. Right. His, 
pro-choice, right? His wife, economics. his wife was the president of the Texas Planned Parenthood Society. Right. So it's hardcore. Yeah. So now they get to uh, uh, Detroit, Cobo Hall. And uh, remember, Gerald Ford says, I'll be your co-president. So Ray goes, I don't need a co-president. No, you're done. Here. We're out. You're so out. So he wants Laxalt of Nevada. And his team says, Laxalt, what does he give you? A half of an electoral vote? No, no, no. <laughs> so finally they say, the way you win is California, Texas. You got to go. We got to go to Bush 41. He had six hours to have an epiphany to yeah. go from being pro-choice to pro-life. And, he, and he did it. He never said it. All he had to say is, I support the platform right. of the RNC, which right. was opposed to abortion. And he just flipped. And that was the first year, really, it was, because they became, the conservative movement realized that they need to be against something. They needed to get something. And they started working with these religious groups to kind of get them on board with this anti-choice agenda, which became a 40-year struggle. Give you another one. Uh, Bush 43 desperately wanted Tom Ridge to be his vice president, moderate, Republican, governor of Pennsylvania, but he was pro-choice. The Republicans said, you will lose. You must have a pro-lifer. And he ended up with Dick Cheney, but he really wanted Tom Ridge. Then the two biggest ones were Donald Trump was pro-choice. Completely. He was he was Planned Parenthood of the Hudson Valley's man of the year in like 2014. But... (laughs) You want to be the Republican candidate? He was pro-life. Yeah. And, and by the way, and then he said, you just tell me which judges you want. I don't need to know. And then. I don't care. Just Shabu, give me the big plane. El Jefe, Chris Christie, pro-choice. But I want to run for the presidency of the United States. I'm pro-life Immediate. Now, yeah. So that's why I yeah. don't trust any of these politicians when it well, comes you know, to but this. Here's the thing. Let's get back to the issue. Whose choice should it be? These politicians who you know put their finger up to the wind and decide what it is? Or should it be the people's choice? Right. Should it be up to the individual, their doctor, their lawyer and their own religious, religious or spiritual values if they don't have religion? Let that choice be among between the woman and and her doctor. But wait a second. Your former boss, Chuck Schumer, is saying let that choice be the Senate. We want to have a vote to protect Roe v. Wade. We want to codify. We're going to have a vote to protect a woman's right to choose. We're going to continue to have this right of privacy in America. If you read this opinion. It says that the Constitution does not guarantee a right to privacy, which is ridiculous. This country was founded on right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How can you have liberty without privacy? I don't know how that— Look how passionate you are. I I haven't seen you so passionate about any issue. I'm an attorney. You're not passionate about Joe Biden, so you need an issue to be passionate about. I am an attorney, and I obviously went to law school. I read this case. Casey was decided. I read Casey. I read Roe. The right to privacy, to me, is essential to all of our other rights in this country. And the Constitution, the, the, it was first really spelled out in Roe. It, there are echoes of it in other cases, Loving v. Virginia, Griswold v. Connecticut, which gives us the, uh, the right to birth control in this country. All of those things are, are, are at risk now. Obergefell, which gave you gay marriage in America, marriage equality in America, that could be on the table oh, come right on. now. It's in the opinion. It is in Alito. You, you are Alito, such a, you are oh, such no, no, a zealot. Alito Look, mentions it in his opinion. Saint, he Saint, says the states should be able to decide Saint, because they are not traditional Saint, values of America. Did St. Ginsburg say that this was not good law? Saint, no, St. Ginsburg would have preferred a legislative solution. I understand, but she said she, it no, was so not Republicans good are taking, law. conservatives are taking it out of context. She said this would not be the preferred way to do it. There should have been a legislative solution. 
there should have been an equal protection case made of this. She was not on the court yet. This is how she would oh, have decided it. So that once she gets on the court, she would have decided she has an and, and, and and she has written about this <laughs> extensively. And Republicans take a couple of words out of look, context. Look, there, Chris, and you can make an equal protection argument on the road. Rich, I understand you had really nothing going for you in the midterm elections except <laughs> Viking boy charging the House, the Capitol, we have it now. January 6th. There so you is got a, two issues. There is a big issue now. You got two issues. January 6th and Roe v. Wade. But will that be enough when the, the a dozen person, eggs cost the, $12? Look, the person, a dozen eggs are not going to cost $12. Well, I don't okay. know about that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Nobody's paying $12 for but a dozen you, eggs. You bird flu, they're killing all these, these chickens that hatch <laughs> eggs. Did you know, rooster cannot hatch an the egg. Only way, the only way eggs are going to cost $12 if the egg... Uh, if Big Egg is 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 drowning us somehow. Look, look you're like a kid in a, in a, in a candy store. Here, you finally have an here, issue, here's the issue that may stem here, the here, red tsunami. The if you're Kevin McCarthy, I would not be measuring drapes in the Speaker's <laughs> office because Jim Jordan is likely to take you out. Liz Cheney, somebody like that. Wow, this is it a, is all you over know, for you, Kevin. You know, the Democrats were like Lazarus. They were dead. And now all of a sudden, Roe v. Wade, uh, the potential repeal of well, Roe v. Wade and, has and, r- resurrected. And we will talk about who leaked it later on in the show because I know that's what conservatives only want. Oh, the leak, it's so bad, it's so oh, horrible. Yeah. And now yeah, we'll talk about it later. We've got to talk about somebody who grew up in your neck of the woods who will now be the spokesperson for the White House as Pensaki goes to MSNBC. It's not Pensaki, it's just Saki. He is silent. Saki, who wants Stick Saki? Around, with my sushi Hahn, and sashimi. Slewa, we'll be right back. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn, heavyweight slugfest. I, I don't know. What this, this is war. Is. Oh. This is war. That's right. When I was at the Palladium, I was going to have a hot date. She stood me up. So I wasn't going to waste the ticket. I went in there. I saw Tower of Power from Oakland. Okay. War from Oakland. And All then right. the band from up in the mid-Hudson the Valley. Yes. Was, uh, they were the headliner. Was, uh, what's his name still in it? Hmm. Bob Dylan? Wasn't no. Bob Dylan in the band? No, he, he used to go back and forth with okay. them. Yeah. But I'm telling you, war, great, absolutely. I'm sorry you missed them. Yeah, they, you, you this, were is, this is yet. before my time. My mother was probably 12 when you were at the Palladium looking at this. All right, sit down. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, Chris Hahn, you have to explain this as Please. White House spokespersons get swapped out. Yes. Uh, Saki, in fact, I was offered some Saki this week because I was meeting with supporters of the Japanese you Guardian Angels. You were offered Angels. some Saki? Yeah, I can't. Hacky Saki? No, no, real Saki. No, oh, Saki. Rice wine. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Only takes a month to ferment. There they used to be the this bar down in the village. Uh, called the Samurai Lounge. Yeah, it, was, it, it was it was known as the smallest bar in New York City. Ninth like Street. four That's seats. Little Tokyo. We used to always hit there. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so now we have Saki's going on to MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's had good preparation. We for hear. That. We hear she's going. Well, she cries. They got to do something at MSNBC. You can't have Rachel Maddow on one night a week okay. and then have Ali Velchi. Ali Velchi's a good reporter, good analyst. He doesn't have an opinion. MSNBC, I'm available 
Call my agent or just call me. I mean, you got my you got my digits. Call me. Your persona on I know they've got my tape because you are you're on Fox. You see, well, your no, persona no, no, on no, 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 no. I am the progressive voice. On you Fox. have to go there with a mask on because they, 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 they hire a lot of people from Fox over at MSNBC <laughs> and right, their production now, staff. They have a new young lady, a new spokesperson yes. for the Biden administration. Uh, I know nothing about her, but apparently she's from your neck of the woods out there in Long I, Island. I am always happy to see a fellow Long Islander do well. Corrine Jean-Pierre will be the new White House spokeswoman. Uh, very excited for that. Uh, she was a track star at Kellenberg High School, then went to LIU in Ooh. Westbury. Ooh. Not here in Brooklyn, but Ooh. in Westbury. Not across from uh, juniors. No, no. <laughs> she went to the LIU on Long Island. And uh, then she went to uh, grad school here in the city of Columbia. You know, not not an easy place to get in. <laughs> so uh, and Haitian American, yeah, Haitian American from immigrant parents uh, is a great story. Uh, but, but I'm very she, excited. For she her. was the uh, she was like the number two to uh, Saki. Right? She was like the number two to Saki. She had been the national spokeswoman for a group called MoveOn.org for many years. Did a lot of television whoa, whoa, in whoa, that whoa, role. Hold on a second. MoveOn.org. Move on. You're talking Soros. You're talking far, far left. MoveOn.org. Oh, oh, it's conspiracy theories. Where's Rudy? This is going to be like the topic. This is going to be Rudy's show for like three weeks. He's going to call you in. But Uh, the the big issue. Yes. And explain this to me. Please. Is she has a relationship. She has a child with uh, one of the presenters. I call them presenters at CNN. Right, right, right. Apparently has been very long. Yeah, and now somehow that corrupts her as somebody who basically just presents the Biden administration point of view and jousts. She's, she's with not the corrupted. Press. There's no corruption on her part. Uh, whether or not Suzanne Movo, who is her partner, uh, has to recuse herself from covering the White House now, I think she probably does, frankly. But and I think she will. I think she's a good journalist. Just Suzanne looking Movo. back over yep. White House press secretaries, whether it was Democrats or Republicans in office. It is so incestuous there. Everybody knows one another. People are sleeping with one another from time to time. It is one little incestuous location yeah, on you, the map. You keep believing that, Butch. Keep believing oh, that. Oh, I really do. I know, I know you read all these stories you know, and you hear uh, from these things. Pillow talk. A lot of pillow talk. I, I, maybe that's on. how it was in the Trump administration. No, 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 no. Come on. Let's face it. We know that there's pillow talk in this situation. I'm wondering who was pillow talking with some of Trump's press secretary. I, I mean, you know. We know there will not be a my pillow in this administration, there right? There will be literally no my pillows <laughs> in this administration or my house ever. <laughs> Stick around. left versus the right in the right corner it's heavyweight king curtis lewa in the left corner christopher hahn all right this is a song i know little van halen rest in peace peace eddie was he the greatest guitar player of all time he's definitely up there i mean when I think of white boys trying to imitate Eddie Van Halen, you know, playing <laughs> hacky sack and yep. guitar, I think yeah. of you, Chris. Huh? You think of me? I think of you, Chris. I, I don't play hacky sack. Well, that's right. You're a grunge, grunge rock. I'm yourself. a grunge rock guy, man. I like Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Now, speaking of grunge. Rage Against the Machine. Speaking of grunge. Yes, sir. Every day I'm seeing something else about Hunter Biden in which he looks like he is so grunged out in some of these photos. Mm. 
Like, at any moment, he might have taken his sword off shotgun, put it underneath his chin, and blasted himself to the I, I, you know, I don't understand the right's obsession with him. I guess they think this is, you know, reflects poorly on the president, and to some extent, as a father, it might. But uh, it's really just in the right-wing echo chamber. If you are not living in the Fox News conservative media echo chamber, you don't hear about Hunter Biden on a daily basis because well, well, nobody being, really cares. You're being blocked out. You mean no, no I mean, look, I, I obviously pick up the post uh, and I check out Fox once in a while. I'm on it, so I hear it. I sometimes have to go on and comment on Tucker on, on uh, Hunter Biden. So it's, you know, I, I just don't I don't get the obsession, especially the obsession of your former your friend, your Gumbada Cheech. Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, well, let's uh, take you back. Remember when Jimmy Carter was in the White House, it was Billy Carter. Billy Beer. He was having uh, meetings with Muammar Gaddafi. Everybody was interested in that. Ronald Reagan had his his problems with his son. Right. Right, Ron Jr. Who was uh, always uh, uh, objecting to his father. Yeah, yeah. His daughter. Remember his daughter also. His daughter was in Playboy. All right, but all of that was was ripe for attention. I think it's it's a little nonsensical. Like, look, the president is not the king, right? His son is not going to be president just by virtue of being his son. So I think the focus on the presidential family is a little unfair. It's unfair to the family. Well, the laptops. Nobody brought those laptops in, those Macs, but Hunter Biden. Well, nobody disputes that now. Who who cares? Well, you don't care. I don't care at all. But there's been life pumped into this. All I could say is if we, we live in America where everybody trades on their parents' success if they can. And it's sad. It's disgusting to me. It should be disgusting to you. It happens with all elected officials, all celebrities. They trade on their family. But I do understand why you wouldn't want to talk about Hunter Biden because nothing good can come of it for the Democrats. You know what? I think instead of talking about Tucker, uh, Tucker, Hunter Biden. See that? that? A slip of the lip. Yeah. Uh, Tucker, Hunter. You conflated Tucker Carlson with Hunter Biden. I don't know. Maybe I want to talk about a white supremacist and not the president's, (laughs) you know, drugged out son. But let me say Uh, one last thing about Hunter Biden. Please. Uh, The guy, remember the guy whose fix-it shop it was. Even he has a book now. <laughs> he has a book, and he critiques what Everybody happened to those— Everybody wants to get paid, man. Everybody wants to but get paid. But you're not even interested in, in following that timeline. I would really like to know how the how a blind person fixes laptops. I can't even unscrew those damn things, and I have my full 2020 vision. Well, you're going to have to read the book. Well, you know what? Wanna, instead of talking about Hunter <laughs> Biden, let's talk about his big accuser. And that brings us to the About Face of the Week! It's the left versus the right. Right, left, right, left, right, left. About face. Sponsored by the KG Law Team. Visit KGLaw.com. You know, when people agree to testify before a committee, like the January 6th committee, they should show up to that committee. They should not make a last-minute demand that they get to record it themselves at the committee. That should have been part of the negotiation Three weeks ago, four weeks ago. So the about face of the week, unfortunately, is a fellow anchor here at our flagship in New York, WABC. His name is Rudolph Giuliani, your Gumbada Chich. That's right, my Now, now I know you spoke to him about this. Yeah. And why he's decided. I know why he's decided. My, my theory is, is that Trump came up with the legal fees that Rudy wanted, and now he's not going to go. No. 
That's my that's that my all. that's my argument. All right, so my uh, theory. I was coming into the station to film my podcast. Film? Uh, You're filming your podcast? Filming podcast. You're doing it on film? Yeah, film and audio. I obviously. thought we had a modern studio here in New York. Well, we do, uh, but it's filmed. But you're filming it. That's right, filming. You are like literally the only person using film. I mean, well, even Hollywood doesn't use film I want, anymore. I want a record of this. <laughs> okay, you want a record. I know that there are individuals out there who will cut and paste it, who will leave <laughs> parts of it on the floor. But anyway, got it, got it. it's uh, with my son, Anthony. Yes. My oldest son, 18. It's a father and a son. Uh, it's Anthony and Curtis. Got it. So It's not as, Curtis and Anthony. It's Anthony and Curtis. It was Curtis and Anthony, but he uh, objected, said he won't show up any longer. <laughs> Management folded to his will. billing. He's got a better agent. Well, I said, look, uh, we've heard Curtis for years. We want to hear from the kid. He, he takes after his mom, taking half of what's yours <laughs> automatically. Good job, that's right, Anthony. That's right. So anyway, yes. uh, so Rudy had finished his program. Yep. Uh, and he's waiting out there for a phone call, and uh, I said, Rudy, what are you going to do? Uh, are you going to testify? He goes, I'd be more than happy to testify. I told him simply they're going to film it, which I said is okay, uh, but I want a copy of it. And they said, no, you can't have a well, copy. Well, it's being reported that he wanted to film it himself. Well, what would be wrong with that? Well, what test? What you know? What person being... Asked to to to, to be who who could be subpoenaed to testify Understood. gets to be the one who films it themselves. I've never heard of that before. Well, wait a minute. They're filming it, and he's saying you're going to have film of this. I just want my own copy. You can you can film it and then send me the link. No, we won't do that. So Rudy said, "Well, then I'm not going to come in and testify," which makes sense to me. Uh, it makes no sense to me. Why? Because I think he's a baby. I think he should go in and tell the truth about what happened. But, Look, but, but, Rudy Giuliani, in my opinion was orchestrating, was at the center of the orchestration of a coup attempt in this country. And eventually he's going to testify. He might be in a orange jumpsuit when he does it, and he should be. In you know opinion. how long they've been saying this? I know, it's never going to happen. I mean, let's face it, they raided his house, <laughs> they took out all his cell phones, all of his technology. Oh, he's going to be indicted tomorrow. Uh, he's Ukraine. He's going to get subpoenaed. The problem is Congress is afraid to use their inherent subpoena power. Which, you know, right, Congress doesn't have to send a subpoena off to the Justice Department. They're doing that to avoid using their inherent subpoena right, power. Right. I think they should use their inherent subpoena power in this case. Not just for Rudy Giuliani, but for others who are refusing to testify. Right, but you see, this is the problem when it comes to Rudy. We know he was the personal attorney to Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump had other personal attorneys. Right. But let's face it, at the end of the day, uh, according to everyone's recollection, oftentimes it would be Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani in a room, and Donald would say, what do you think, Rudy? And he would give his legal opinion. Right. So a lot of that is protected. Now, you want to talk about things that Rudy did? Well, you're protected unless you're involved in a conspiracy to commit a crime, which is what was going on. But you you sort of have to create— And Rudy would be the first person to tell you that. But you have to create that before you bring in the personal attorney. frankly, if he's his personal attorney, I doubt that. I'd like to see a retainer agreement. And I, nobody's been able to show me that. Well, why doesn't Rudy put out a retainer agreement and tell us all how he was his personal attorney? He was his how was he getting paid? Attorney. Come on. I mean, look, he, I, you, you dot the I, I think he was his teeth. media attorney, his media spokesperson more than anything else. I don't know that he was actually doing legal work, giving legal well, well, advice. Let's, let's, and everything is not protected. Let's take you back on the time machine. Yep. Uh, there was an attorney one time, it was thought that he was the greatest attorney since sliced bread. He looked like uh, the second coming of Benito Mussolini, bald head before it was popular. Uh, Bruce Cutler, remember, defended John Gotti Sr. Yep. 
And time and time again, he won decisions that made it appear that uh, John Gotti Sr. was a Teflon Don. We found out later that they were fixing juries. But at that point, wow, this right. is Bruce Cutler. He's amazing. Right, right, right. You know, you don't want to battle Bruce Cutler. Right, right. So the government then goes and says he is a part of the Gambino crime family. Yeah. And he cannot represent John Gotti Sr. any longer. And they won that case. But you've got to make that case first. I agree. I agree. And they've got to make that case. And they should be making that case that this was a criminal conspiracy and it is not protected. Because it's not. Because it was a criminal conspiracy. And it needs to be brought out to the public. Otherwise, it's just a dress rehearsal for the next time. Look at what happened here in Manhattan. Perfect example. Cyrus White Shoes Vance spent most of his... And by the way, it pains me to say this about Rudy Giuliani, because I had a lot of respect for Rudy Giuliani when I worked for Chuck Schumer. When I went, you know, on 9-11, I was working for Chuck Schumer. I saw him lead. I have a lot of respect for Rudy. But what he did with Trump is unforgivable and needs to be All right, but the point addressed. is, he is not... Well, he needs to explain it to America. He is not one hiding in the shadows. He's not one saying no comment. Man, this guy is giving his opinion every other day. So if you're trying Not to build, about this. Yeah, but if you're trying to build a case against Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani needs to Rudy Giuliani be the first person to say, giving your opinion to a friendly audience with a friendly interviewer is different than sitting there under oath giving testimony. All right, so let's talk about all right. of that. All these multiple cases yep. against Donald Trump. Just in New York alone, you have Tish James, the attorney general. She's going at Trump, yep. Trump's family, yep. Trump's uh, business enterprises. You had Cyrus White Shoes Vance, the most powerful DA in America, the Manhattan DA. Law yep. and order is based on that. He spent almost all of his capital researching Trump, uh, going before grand juries. Alvin Bragg gets elected. Alvin Bragg to the far, far left. I mean, this would be like, oh, my God, the prize yeah, of all prizes. It. He stopped doing it. Because he came to the conclusion there was nothing there. After all this time and energy, yeah, but there's they nothing invest- there. They weren't investigating. Alvin Bragg wasn't investigating January 6th. No, no, understood. January 6th to me is far worse than all the other things people have come after Trump for. January 6th was the attempt by the president of the United States to use his power as a political a figure, as the most powerful political figure in this country, to overturn the will of the people. Which is un-American. Well, and 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 frankly, I think he had help from foreign governments to do it. Well, and you, I want to know the truth. I, I think most Americans. Well, you, have, you have an entire house who's focused on that. I, by the way, and if you listen to the Kevin McCarthy tapes, which you and I have been joking about a lot, Kevin McCarthy wanted to know what was going on. A lot of Republicans, really, if you ask them privately, will tell you, "I want to know what's going okay, on." Okay, so but they ha- won't. They you, won't you cross this, the guy. You have this committee. You're running out of time if you lose the house. Yep. What are you waiting for? I don't know what they're waiting for. Okay. So they're going to start having hearings in June, public hearings. But you do understand that maybe they're waiting because everything they thought was there isn't necessarily mm, there. No. Like, if you had a no, slam dunk, no. you'd I, I go think, for I the jugular wait, now. I think you wait because, see, here's the thing. Oh, the it's house, political. The, yeah, absolutely. Everything's oh, political. Oh, oh, You want to have the maximum effect, the maximum impact of it. That Republicans had, their, had a chance to have this all be over by December. There was a nonpartisan commission uh, uh, proposed. They opposed it. They didn't let it happen. So what you have is a very partisan congressional committee. They didn't have to have that. That's what they got because that's what they wanted. They're going to get now the results of that. So you're going to have hearings in June, and you're going to have a report issued in September. And it's going to be a shocking report. Shocking. 
Uh, by the way, you have to choose. I can't uh, wait. You have to choose uh, which weapon you're going to use. Is it going to be Roe v. Wade or is it going to be January 6th? Because the further you get away from January 6th, now, what did I teach that you begins the, what to did fade. I, what did I teach you at the first beginning of the hour? Oh, what was? What's the most important thing in politics to motivate voters? Hate, passion, fear, oh, fear. anger, Ooh. fear, Ooh. anger, MSNBC, yeah. Yoda. You know, you now know, let me ask you a question. Fear is the pathway to the dark side, at least because anger. every <laughs> beginning of every show on MSNBC right. has the Viking guy and all the people storming. <laughs> by the way, down. does that get replaced? Yes. With great, by the way, great, uh, a great line at the correspondence dinner. What's his name from the Daily Show? Says Noah uh, Trevor. No, Trevor Noah says. Trevor Noah says. Uh, you know, you know, during Trump, every every day on MSNBC was how bad Trump was, and now that Trump's gone, every day on MSNBC is how bad Trump was. It, it's right, but this was an attack on our country from within. Okay, so you it needs to be addressed. Then you got to deal with it and deal with it quickly because you're running out of time. The problem is Rudy was a central was central to it, and he backed out. He had a chance to tell no, the truth. No, he didn't. He had a chance to save he his said, reputation. Hey, you're taking he a tape of this. Out. He says, "I want to copy." Yeah, you know what? Tape. You have a negotiation about that a month ago, not oh, the day before. On. He's come backing on. out because he's afraid. Come on, Chris, Rudy, come on. I know you sit at the same exact microphone five days a week. You are afraid. How come on in times? here, talk to me about it. Let's have a Wait, conversation. No, no, he doesn't want to talk with you, Chris. Well, you know what? He's a coward. No, he's not a coward. And that is the about face. He takes on all challenges. Sponsored by the KG Law team. Visit KGLaw.com. Let's get KG Law in the world. Versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Oh, yeah, the who. Who are you? I saw them at Jones Beach two years ago. They were great. Uh, were you wearing your Depends like they were up on <laughs> no, stage? No, no, no. They were fantastic, though. Anyway, you go out to the Hollywood Bowl. There was Dave Chappelle, all the trendoids in the front row. Yeah. You had Jimmy Fox with that, uh, that sheriff's hat on. You had Elon Musk, his entourage. You had Jay-Z, Beyonce. You had Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, his NYPD <laughs> uh, group with him. More security than you had people. A little viewing. jealous. Of, with that, if you were mayor, you'd probably be there. No, hell no. With a, with a bunch of angels hanging out. There's no way <laughs> with all the problems here in New York City. But put that aside. Right, yeah. So he's going through his performance, and then all of a sudden we see this guy hop on the stage and charge him. And it turns out later on he had a facsimile gun with a blade inside. Yeah. So he could have done uh, really a lot of damage to Dave Chappelle. Could have killed him. He runs around at the back of the stage. Uh, his security, Dave Chappelle, they had like 20 guys on the yep. stage. Uh, uh, they must not have been paying attention. Well, he's too funny. you got to watch. They're paying attention and, to the show. And nothing. then all of a sudden you see Dave Chappelle sneak around the side and stomping the guy in the back. And I'm saying to myself, wait a second, how the hell did a homeless guy, because his brother said he was homeless living in L.A., he's originally from Brooklyn, how did he get into the Hollywood Bowl? How did he get to the front row? Amazing. With all How many checkpoints had he had to go through to get there? You would have thought. Right. But everybody's focused on Dave Chappelle. Nobody's doing their job. Right. So he gets up on the stage. He could have done some real damage. Could have killed him. Luckily, he didn't. 
He gets stomped on. They break his arm. He's yeah. got knots all over his head. And now they're all outraged because the DA, the embattled DA, who's probably going to have to face a recall election, has said, no, after looking at this case, uh, we're charging him with misdemeanors, no felony, and he'll end up being uh, released. Well, and they're did, like, he, how he, could he, that well, be? He, he did get, you know, the you-know-what knocked out of him, and he, his arm broke in, and I think he paid enough. I, 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 but, Honestly, I think, I mean, when you get... You get beat up like that, and, and you saw the pictures. We all saw the pictures. His arm was going in a way that was not humanly possible. I understand that, but the point being right angle. <laughs> this is what happens in the streets of L.A. all the time to right. average everyday people who get victimized. But now all of a sudden, the same people who are very liberal and progressive in terms of their politics, yep. you know, were too harsh on individuals in terms of charging, uh, you know, de-incarceration. They want this guy to face the death penalty. I, I mean, again... I think he did have a penalty for his actions. You know, there was there was damage. Done oh, to vigilante this man. justice, right? Yeah, they, you know, they didn't have red berets on, but there was some justice <laughs> there that game. But now, yeah, how know, many times Kevin Hart had a had a cowboy hat on, but right. that was fine. But think about <laughs> it: how often have you been at concerts where, in order to keep the group uh, groupies or the nut jobs off the stage, security is ready the moment anybody they're even- ready to kill you. So where the, what the hell was the security I, I doing there? I think that they think that comedians are not at risk. And you know what? You, you got the, the situation with Will Smith. Now you have the situation with Dave Chappelle. You know, I've done stand-up. I do improv still. Uh, you know, this isn't cool. This is not cool. This is not the kind of thing that should be going on in comedy. Comedians need a wide berth. Now, granted, this man was emotionally disturbed. And I think, quite frankly, Will Smith was emotionally disturbed when he went up on that now, stage. Well, supposedly, that. he is now going through therapy. Yeah, I guess the Scientologists have got him in some room, and they've got a helmet on his head. I don't know what they're Tom doing. Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise. They're is giving whispering. him a personality test they're first. They're doing something with shock therapy, probably, knowing those weirdos, Scientologists. And going, notice. Going out on the boat with, who, with L. Ron Hubbard. Who else was in that front row watching uh, the performance of Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl? Chris Rock, My your man. favorite comedian. Chris Rock went on stage afterwards and said, hey, who's that Will Smith? You know... They deserve this. Who deserves it? Uh, the Trendoids, the Freakazoids, the Jets. Dave Chappelle deserves that? He's when, doing a show? No. When one of their own all of a sudden becomes a victim, the whole world stops, give them the death penalty, lock them up, throw away the key. Well, guess what? In the streets of L.A., in the streets of America nowadays, that's going on all the time. I haven't, heard a, lot of, being cut I haven't heard a lot of negative reactions to this guy getting a, a smaller sentence. I think he got his arm broken. That's a pretty good sentence. Boy, you're like, you're into vigilante justice. No, I'm huh? not, but the guy did have his arm. Eye for it's an amazing eye. he's not suing somebody. Tooth for a tooth. Anyway, up next, we got to talk about who leaked out. The Roe v. Wade opinion. Oh. That both sides are claiming I, the other side. I did. have my opinion, and it is very different probably than yours. Stick around, Chris Hong, Curtis Lewa. It's the left versus the right. Debate. Heavyweight slugfest. I'm playing all your music today, Curtis. This is definitely you. No, it's not. I'm sorry. This is uh, not me. I would have... 70s rock. Uh, no, no. The Doors, Jim Morrison, uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of uh, music. This is definitely not me. I'm sorry. By the way, if you missed a second of our show, download the podcast, leftfirstrightshow.com. That's VS. 
Well, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm looking at the trifecta here and see what they're all doing as we think about who leaked yes, the Roe v. Yes. Wade uh, Many opinion. theories here. Many theories. Okay, so private manning, no, because um, <laughs> private, private manning. manning is now a she, identifies as a she, yes. and is having an affair with Elon Musk's mother. That's what his, they say. So, uh, There's a show on HBO Max called um, Made for Love. Mm which I think is a spoof on Elon Musk. You, you, re- you really think so? Have you seen it? The last one I remember was Flavor Flav with Brigitte Nielsen. No, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a reality show. It's, oh, it's, oh. it's called Made for Love. That was called Flavor of Love. Oh, oh, Very shit. different. Uh, this is Made for Love. It's a scripted TV show. It's uh, Ray Romano's in it, a few other people. It's very funny. Uh, and I think that they're saying that this is Elon Musk. It's interesting. All right. So you would like it. We got to rule out private men. Yeah, no, no private men. We got to rule out Snowden. Uh, we don't think it's Snowden. And it can't be Julian Assange. No. Because he's in the bowels of a prison there in the UK getting ready to be extradited over to the United Definitely States. Definitely not any of those people. Uh, could it be Russians, though? No, I don't think it's the Russians. Why everything is online now? Nothing no, is hard I, I copy don't think, any I think this. I think that the Supreme Court is a little disconnected from the rest of the world. All right, but you're saying to me that this was not online, easy to be hacked. I don't think it, it could have been, but I doubt it. So you think it's hard copy form? Remember, you have to read it. You have to know what you're looking at because it's a lot, right? I think it was uh, Sam Alito. You who think leaked it? It was Sam Alito himself. I, I did. I do. Who just uh, wants the attention and the recognition as being the most... No, 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 I don't think that's it. I think he wants to pressure the other four justices who had agreed with him... In principle. ...to stay on this opinion, and it's a very, very harsh opinion. I doubt, I truly doubt that when we see the actual opinion in June, it'll be as harsh as the one we read this week. So let's assume, let's extrapolate that it was Alito or maybe Alito's clerk or somebody close to Alito... How does it end up appearing in Politico? They hand it to the reporter. Hey, I got a story for you. And the reporter is going to be able to withstand all the inquiries. Of course. Of course. Freedom of press. First Amendment. You don't got to talk to the marshal. There's the marshal. The Supreme Court doesn't, I mean, have any, doesn't have any jurisdiction over the reporter. Why, why don't you go right to the epicenter and say a clerk of a liberal-leaning or liberal-progressive judge... Gets hold of this and says, oh, my God, there goes Roe No, no. Why would they do that? Because the later this gets released, the more impact it will have for the liberals. Well, I'll tell you why. Because I I think, look, let me give you my theory. Then you can tell me yours. Okay. Remember when Obamacare was upheld by the court Mm -hmm. and Justice Roberts was the swing vote. He voted with the liberals and upheld Obamacare. He was ostracized by the right wing movement. And I think what Alito's saying to the other right-wing justices, and I think Kavanaugh and Gorsuch are kind of on the fence in some way, and, and, and the Chief Justice, Justice Roberts, is trying to bring them over to a more moderate decision, which kind of both splits, you know, splits the baby, I don't want to make a pun here, where you get to uphold the Texas law, but you preserve Roe in some regard. I think that Justice Roberts was working his magic on these judges and trying to get them over there, so you have a 5-4 opinion the other way. Alito didn't want to see that happen. So he's saying, I'm going to treat you just like Roberts was treated under the with upholding of Obamacare. You walk away from this decision. Everybody's going to know it was you because your name is on this document now. 
So I think that's what's happened. Oh. I think that's a very likely, I think it's politics. And, you know, I don't think the Supreme Court is above politics anymore. We have leaks in politics all the time now. You have the president's office leaks, the Congress leaks, governor's leak. Why should the Supreme Court be any different? It's very political body. You know, let's call it what it is. It's basically just another Congress in a lot of ways. Now. Well, there's no doubt about it. It's pol- Everything in Washington is political now, right. especially with the new media, which has to battle in order to get a lead story right. with what we call the traditional media. So you have the online media, the traditional bloggers. Right, right. You have the people out there, the future Matt Drudge of the world. Remember, Matt Drudge was serving Slurpees in Hollywood. Absolutely. Came up with this website. All of a sudden, Newsweek magazine passes on Monica Lewinsky, and Matt Drudge goes for it. And now look at the situation. Yeah, so many people go to Drudge to start their day. Multimillionaire. Right. From that. And by the way, a talk show host uh, in his own right, but decided to walk away from that, even though he was very successful, and just focus on the website. I would say a bit of an enigma. We really don't mo- and, know and much kind about of a weird, Matt like, Drudge. Doesn't put a lot of effort into the production value that just uh, that website i might but, add. but so many people go to it yeah the that... point being is he he took advantage of newsweek saying no we're not going with that story there are a thousand other potential man judges a thousand there. million right waiting right. waiting for that to fall they want through their the cracks. moment and politico is a you know i don't know how politico makes any money it's it's one of those websites so i would have to say let's look at the culture there now Let's look at the fact that unlike years ago, it was all written. It goes into a, maybe a safe of all right. very few I don't copies. think it went to a safe or anything. I, I prefer to look back at the old Pentagon Papers because, remember, when that was leaked, a whole lot of us were woke to the fact that our government was lying to us yep. about the Vietnam yep. War. Lock, stock, and barrel. And remember, the administration said, we will track you down, Daniel and nobody ever, to the nobody ends of ever time. Got, nobody ever got punished No, for that. of course not. Right, nobody's going to get punished for this either, by the way. You have, you have uh, you know, uh, Ted Cruz out there saying, we need to lock whoever this is up. Get them disbarred. Nobody's gonna, first of all, we don't know that it was a lawyer who leaked it. And they will never be punished. And there was no crime committed because there was no law that was broken. This would be the difference. <laughs> Somewhere out there in the malaise of Washington, D.C., yeah. in the Beltway, is a new deep throat. We have to find out first how they identify, how they Ginny self-identify. Ginny Thomas. Whether they identify themselves as a male, female, uh, pansexual, any of the 72 so terms. So we can't call them deep throat anymore. That, well, because that is the code in order to crack the code. <laughs> we got to know what of 72 different identifications that they <laughs> declare themselves to be. And you're right. Ultimately, when all is said and done, people will knock themselves out researching this, searching, investigating it. And what are you going to do? This we person? will know who this person is. It's too small of a circle. I mean, unless somebody just left it on a printer and like somebody said, oh, this uh, looks good. Well, been hap- let's happened. face it. They are kind of old over there. <laughs> old? <laughs> they're, they're like me, many of them. Luddites. Old? They're older than you. I mean, you're pretty freaking old. <laughs> they are older than you. By the way, one of the other things that could be threatened by this decision, generational intermarriage, intergenerational marriage. You know what I'm saying? You might not be able to be a baby boomer married to a millennial if the Supreme Court has its way. You never know. Question, Just saying. Question. <laughs> uh, you served in the court system, right? I did. I worked in the federal courts. Did you clerk for any judge? I did. Okay. Explain. I clerked for a very conservative judge, by right. the way. So th- that's <laughs> a, very a liberal world person. that we know very little about. Yep. And having gone through four separate federal trials against John Gotti Jr., so who was accused of kidnapping and killing me, uh, and seeing one guy go away for 20 years for shooting me, 
I had an opportunity to see what clerks do. They do all the work. How important they are. Yeah. Like, in the middle of my testimony, and, you know, I'm the victim, right? The judge, Shira Shinley, is playing hearts on, on her video. She's not an older person at that point. She's not snoring. She's not. Right, right. She's but just bored. I noticed that every day it was really the clerk that kept everything moving, everything yeah. going. What does the clerk do, and what kind of access does a clerk have? Because everyone says the clerk it had, has, to, had to be a clerk. The had clerk to be a clerk. probably had more access to the document than the judge, than the justice did. So it may be that the clerk helped prepare. I the find document. it hard to believe that a clerk leaked this. Why? Without direction from the justice. Why? Just because knowing the people who get those jobs and their respect for the court, I don't think they would have done it on their own. If it wasn't a justice, you know, I say Alito, it's a good theory, whatever. I just find it hard to believe that it was a justice or a clerk, just knowing the people who take those jobs and how serious they take it. You know, it's a very serious position. Being in the Supreme Court, I mean, that's like, that's the the top of the heap. You know, conservative, liberal, doesn't matter. They are going to be, you know, they're going to be judges themselves. They are going to be Big partners at big firms, they're going to do big things coming out of those roles. And I find it hard to believe that one of them would have leaked it, but on remember, the left or the right. We're in a world now where everything gets leaked. At some point or another, yeah, I don't everything think this, gets I, leaked. Again, again, I don't think the Supreme Court is above a leak like any other branch of government at this point. I All don't right, think so the now, Supreme Court is, should be put on a pedestal. Let's discuss the optics. We have a Supreme Court that has the gate around it that was uh, around uh, uh, the Capitol. Yep. Uh, right before the inauguration yep. of Joe Biden and Vice President. Yeah, Hatch. I don't think abortion rights activists are going to be storming the Supreme Court violently like they did in. All right, know. but what we see are that churches have been targeted, demonstrations so far. That targeted is a little strong. But the There's point been is. protests outside y- churches. You know how some people yeah. are about a church. It's like stay away from a church, a synagogue, a mosque, yeah, all yeah, those yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. things. And then you have the demonstrators who today, on Mother's Day, paraded by homes of some of the United States Supreme Court justices. Now, I'm thinking back. I'm trying to remember the case. And by the way, I'm not a fan of that. I don't think you should protest in front of people's houses. Well, Protest in front of their office, but not in front of their we house. We saw what happened, although unrelated to Unless politics. Unless it's the White House. Remember in New Jersey, you had the federal judge who answered the door. Yeah, I got killed. The guy was pretending to be the, the, kid. Right, the federal express uh, uh, deliverer and then killed her kid. But it was really, it was intended for her. Yeah. So now i got to assume that they're going to be ramping up security for each of the United States Supreme Court judges. I, they already have a lot of security, so I think that the security probably will be ramped up a little bit. So you know there are crazies out there on the far right, the far left. Yep. Any one crazy incident can all of a sudden tilt all of this. From being a issue that obviously the left feels revived on. It's like, wow, we just don't have January 6th. We now have Roe v. Wade. Yeah, it's a big deal. I think Roe v. Wade is going to motivate voters. I've said it earlier in the show. I'll keep saying it. I've been saying it for for months. There's there's no doubt because the majority of the voters are women. Uh, Suburban uh, women have. Young women and suburban women out to vote, and that's how you win. And suburban women have been the differential in the first Trump victory against Hillary. They were shocked at how many suburban women voted for Trump. And many of them stayed home. That's also part of the problem. And then the suburban women who came out in force for Joe Biden, which was the difference in his victory against Donald Trump. 83 million people voted for Joe Biden. That's a record. So. The Democrats are banking on the fact that the soccer moms, again, first talked about with uh, Bill Clinton, are going to be the differential here because everything else that the soccer mom has to deal with, 
inflation, going to the grocery store, the supermarket, buying clothes, managing the budget. Most women manage the budgets of their household. So they're the ones most privy to what a a container of milk costs, a dozen eggs, all that. You ask the typical man, they have no idea. I have no idea in the household. Well, you, seem, you don't know. You're saying it's 12 bucks. It's not. Well, it will soon I bought be 12 bucks. yesterday. It wasn't 12 Remember, bucks. Remember, this, like this avian flu, they're wiping out <laughs> yeah, hundreds of thousands not, of Joe chickens. Joe Biden is responsible for the avian flu. Okay. Uh, uh, but the, the point is, prices are going <laughs> right. up. So this has to be so emotional of an issue that it's going to say to the soccer mom, this is make or break for me. Well, let me just get back to our original topic here because we already talked about the impact of the actual thing the actual substance who do you think leaked this oh i think it's uh, definitely uh part of the hackers that are out there it could oh, be anonymous hack oh absolutely i <laughs> really do believe anonymous is so good remember when russia declares war against the ukraine right when vladimir putin unexpectedly decided to attack so the here's ukraine. why i don't think it's a hack I believe it's anonymous. I'm going to tell you why it's not a hack. Yes. What has been shown to the American people is a printed document. Why is it a printed document? It has a stamp on it, an inter-office circulation stamp. That is not something you get off a computer. That is something somebody hands you. That's what I think. So we're talking Pentagon Papers here. Uh, somebody Daniel printed Ellsberg. this out and handed it to somebody, and it was something that had been circulated already. It is... I really think I'm right. I think Alito's trying to send a message to his fellow conservatives. You better not walk away from this decision. Even though it could have been they a, will know it's you a clerk, maybe for Sotomayor, just to throw a name out there, who maybe took it upon himself or herself. I, I just don't see the, I don't see the, the reward for it. I don't think it was a clerk. Now, I really don't. Now, I think it's more likely to be somebody like, I think it's more likely to be Alito Maybe not doing it himself. Remember, when, it remember when Daniel Ellsberg had the press conference yeah. in which he found it was me. It was me. I worked for the government for all these years. Our government is lying to us. Right. Imagine the person or persons responsible for this preemptively do a press conference. It's me. I released it for the following reasons. Let's yeah. say it's for the purpose of the liberal progressives or the purposes of the conservative. Or, yeah. Do those people suddenly get elevated? They get elevated within the groups that wanted them to do it and vilified, vilified by the other side. And their legal, if they're lawyers, their legal career is probably over, no matter what. Does this mean we can and rule if, out private Manning? No, I don't think it was private Manning. Snowden. It wasn't Snowden. And Julian Assange. It's somebody inside the court. And it was printed. I'll, I'll defer to you on hard this. Cop. I'll defer to you on this because obviously Think you- about it. Why soften the blow of what's going to happen in June? It's better to get this out in June. Okay. Look, why would I, why would a, I wouldn't want politically? Look, it would be. It makes no sense to me. I for a am not going to discard any potentiality right. about this. But we live in a day and age where people don't remain anonymous, other than the hackers anonymous, and they come front well, and center. You know, that's how you know. Like the longer this is an anonymous person, especially after the decision is actually released. Okay. In so June. I say it's anonymous. The hackers who declared war on Putin. And you're claiming that it's probably the clerk of Alito. I think it's Alito. Alito himself. Remember, this save this, preserve this, and formaldehyde. I do not think the clerk of Alito did it. I think Alito himself did wow. it.
He gave it. He might not have been the person to hand it to the reporter, but he handed it to the person and said, get this. Does the, the FBI dust it for Prince now to no. see if it's illegal? The FBI is not even involved. Well, they soon the will be. the marshal of the Supreme Court. I know. There's no law that's been broken. What are the FBI going to investigate? Mm. There's no law broken here. You're not allowed to give an opinion out? I don't know about that. Stick around. More to come. I think you know more about this than you're leading on to. You're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right. In the right corner, it's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa. In the left corner, Christopher Hahn. This journey. Man, I hate this glam rock stuff. I mean, if you're going to do it, do Boston. You know, as much as I hate the Boston Red Sox, Boston Bruins. It's like, what is this glam rock stuff, man? It is so on you, and it's it is so me. on your. I, I on thought me. we had a thing where we're gonna just going to play grunge music. This is what you're going to have to do. I got to like, in Paul. advance, you got to come up with a playlist because we leave it to these gavones here. <laughs> they're trying to figure out, since they're yeah, hipsters and millennials, what do we think Chris and Curtis would like? It ain't glam rock. Look, look. 1991 was the best year of music ever. Uh, is that when he put the shut-off shotgun underneath his... No, uh, no, it was 1993. <laughs> that was one of the worst years. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Love, I just said her name, that's it. Anyway, <laughs> yesterday, the number one story, bar none, was the most shocking uh, Churchill Downs Kentucky Derby in the history of the Derby. Shocking. 148 times they've been called to the gate. Yes. The uh, best two minutes in all of sports because the world watches. And let me play you the final, the final turn, three quarters through the race. Yep. I'm feeling good because I had given out my picks on radio. And in the past, I've done relatively well on both the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and then the last, the Belmont Stakes. And, man, two of my three horses are actually sailing to victory <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Remember, the course was expected to be muddy. It was expected to be rainy. It was expected to be sloppy. It had dried out. Yeah. So it, it was, the sun was out. Uh, everyone was like half in the bag. They were bag. drinking their mint juleps. That's right. The mint juleps. The ladies had their flowery dresses. Some guys, idiots, were wearing bowler caps. And here is the call. And they're into the stretch. And it's Fessier, Crown Pride, and Epicenter is coming up on the outside. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final furlong. Sandon is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandon, these two, strive for stride. Simplification down the outside is next. And coming down to the wire, Epicenter, Sandon, reach strike is coming up on the inside. Oh my goodness, the longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike has done it in a stunning, unbelievable upset. Forget Rich Strike, Lightning Strike. Aye. That's one of the biggest upsets in the history of the Kentucky Derby. Friday morning at 8 a.m., this horse was not in the race. Eric Reed. The trainer, Sonny Leon, the jockey, have never been a part of a derby. 
I, I wish I would have watched it. <laughs> 80 to 1. I watched yeah. it. I was yeah. feeling good because I had predicted Epicenter to win. Zandon would be in the top three. I picked him for third. So if you did exotic bets and you listen to Curtis Slee, right. you're going to do well. Then I'm looking at number 21. I'm saying, wait, there are 20 horses. I didn't even know there was a late-minute scratch. <laughs> Who the hell? This horse was pulling a plow in a cornfield <laughs> in Ohio like two days before. He was about to be made into glue. Right. The and tra- now he's a stud. The trainer had never been in the Kentucky Derby. The jockey de Leon had right. never been in the right. Kentucky Derby. And I thought it was like Rosie Ruiz. Remember who jumped like halfway through the did New the York cor- City Marathon? Did the horse cut across the infield and... I had no idea where this horse came from. It was so far in the back, you didn't even know it was in the race. And then all of a sudden, it crosses the line. People were in shock. You know, the few people yep. who had place to bet. Yep. 80 to 1. The wow. big deal. And then the horse is so excited, it starts nipping. Nipping at the ponies that are trying to guide right, it right. to the winner's circle. I am telling you, we need a full-scale investigation. <laughs> you talk about doping of horses. This is uh, like an Maybe impossibility. Maybe the marshal of the Supreme Court, when he figures out who the leaker is, can look into whether this horse was roided okay, up. Okay, so now we have the Preakness coming up in Baltimore. Yep. And let's just say, against all odds, because it'll be a depleted field. You're not going to have 20 horses. No. He usually gets down to about eight or nine in the Preakness. But somehow, some way... Rich strike, lucky strike, whatever you want to call this horse, wins the Preakness. Yep. And now it's on to Belmont, your backyard for the Triple Crown. There won't be enough room for people to be there. Uh, he ever been to Belmont for Stakes Day? Yes. Oh, it's something else. It's something else. In fact, I was there when Swazi was the executive. So was I. When the bathrooms <laughs> weren't working in the heat of the summer, and I turned to Swazi and I said, what are you going to do about this? Well, it's he a goes, state facility. That's <laughs> going on in the queen side. That's not my side. That's our county. It's not run by the county. It's run by the state. I understand that. <laughs> and Cuomo was never there when he was governor. He hated thoroughbred racing. But I got to tell you, Chris, if it does happen, you got to be there. I think you and I, I should do a there. show live. Right. You are on the Long Island side yeah, of Belmont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on the Queen yeah, we'll side of Belmont. Cor- that corner of the facility yes. where it's like on both sides. Yes. All right, Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, well, happy Mother's Day, everybody out there. We'll see you next week.